Are you tired of stressing out about your marketing? Wondering how to boost your online presence, attract more clients, and become a go-to expert in your field? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Marketing Chat Podcast. I'm Kelly. I'm a marketing strategist, podcast coach, and the best-selling author of the Podcast Launch Playbook. I'm here to help you get moving with your marketing with way less stress and way more fun. talking with Haley Clark on how small businesses can use social media to engage their audience. One of the things we discuss is brand voice. Your brand voice is essentially the way you share your message, the tone you use, how you let your brand personality come through. Think about the voice you use with your friends. Your voice is a reflection of your personality. One of the problems in the traditional business world is that so many of us always had to put on a facade at work. We couldn't be who we really were at work because we had to maintain a level of professionalism that our personality might not have fit perfectly. For example, if your personality is rebellious or quirky, you had to hide that part in a traditional office environment. That's part of what makes a nine to five job so draining. When we have to cut off who we really are at work, it's really exhausting. That's at least eight hours a day of pretending to be someone else. That's part of the premise of the Apple TV Plus show Severance. Watch it if you haven't. No spoilers, but the workers of this company undergo a procedure called severance that makes it so that at work, they don't remember their home life, and at home, they don't remember their work life. They essentially become two different people. Being in business for ourselves, we usually don't have to hide who we really are. In fact, it can hurt your business when you do, especially if you're the face of your business. When you're the face of your business, you've got to let your personality come out and you've got to hone your brand voice to be a strong and accurate reflection of your brand personality. Now you define your brand personality with three to five adjectives. Keep it short and succinct. Otherwise it just gets confusing. My brand personality is sophisticated, aspirational, brave, and compassionate. Now take your brand personality and translate those adjectives into adjectives that define your brand voice. Some of them may be the same, but you can certainly pick others. Like my brand personality, my brand voice is compassionate, but also inspiring, curious, intelligent, and down to earth. Once you have your brand voice, make sure to let it come through all of your messaging. So let's get into my interview with Haley Clark about engaging your audience through social media. I've been running online businesses since 2010. I took courses on social media in graduate school, and I am still not great at social media. So I'm really excited to chat with my guests today about how small businesses can use social media to engage their audience. Haley Clark has over 15 years of marketing and design experience. She specializes in graphic design, website development, digital marketing, and social media management for small businesses seeking a personalized touch. Welcome, Haley. I am so happy you're here today. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Awesome. I'd love to hear about your background. How did you get into design, website development, digital marketing, and social media management? And now you're getting into augmented reality development as well. 
Well, <laughs> it didn't happen overnight, as you can guess. <laughs> Originally, my career began out of a love of design and technology, and it remains so. From using programs all the way back in the day, such as Adobe PageMaker. I don't know if you remember that program. <laughs> I do. Oh my goodness. Which is funny because that one was, the most recent update was 2001, if that gives you any indication of how long I've been doing this for. And actually where my career got its start was in college. I started out having to learn the first iterations of iMovie and Audacity and Dreamweaver and Front Page, which doesn't exist anymore either. Mm -hmm. Also in college, that was when Facebook came out for the first time and I was their target audience. So that was my first introduction to social media. I got my first job out of college working for an e-learning firm. Doing flash animation for <laughs> teaching sales techniques, which gave me a really great overview of the selling, you know, sales funnels. And it was geared towards, I think at the time to real estate, real estate companies, but that was where the first, first days out of college went. And then I got into working for a Halloween costume company and I was doing their I was their senior graphic designer, eventually became senior graphic designer. But over time, my career became more and more about the actual learning, the background of what goes into building a small business. So during my time at the Halloween costume company, I started my own consulting firm, which was basically because I had all of these skills that I had learned and people would go, well, do you know how to do this? Can you do this? Can you make me a flyer? Can you do this? And just because you have all of those skills doesn't mean you know necessarily the bigger picture. And I realized that people would ask me to do these things, but they needed more information. They needed to know the best things that they could do because ultimately I was working with small businesses and small businesses need a lot. They, they, wear, they have to wear a lot of hats and you go, okay, well, you need a flyer, but you also need a strategy that goes along with this. But I didn't know that early on. So I had to kind of learn as I did it. And I, then I got further into marketing strategies. Time went on. I read a ton, attended tons of webinars because I was like, mm. look, this is, there is so much that goes into this. But anyway, the point of that, that whole long winded thing is that ultimately at the end of the day, it came down to utilizing technology to help small business owners really get their messaging out there and using social media in that entire piece was was just kind of intrinsic to it because mm -hmm. over time social media became more and more and more and more relevant and at this point if you're not on social media you don't exist yeah. so thankfully all of that technology learning and marketing learning parlayed into being able to utilize all of these things together and so yes and now we're getting into augmented reality which there's a whole wild west right now <laughs> and yes. it's it feels so much like the first days of the internet that there is this kind of it's a lawless land where it's it's limited only by your creativity and it hasn't really become standardized yet which is kind of mm -hmm. cool so it's it's very interesting to see how it's impacting just standard organic reach but also the way that businesses can leverage that too and say, okay, well, how do we make something that becomes viral, but is also 
something that is good branding and looking at that because it can be anything. It's saying, why don't we make a filter that has our entire store in the background and a lion shows up from the side? You know, right. it's random is that because it is very much driven by what people respond to and what people respond to can change. It's, yeah. it, it is a lot of fun though. I'm very much enjoying it. TikTok was one of those things that took me a while to really warm up to. <laughs> I'm still, was... yeah, not into well, TikTok. It, yeah. it just, I don't get like all the, the scrolling by and when Instagram briefly switched to that mode, like, oh my God, no. And so they just switched back to their previous scrolling style. I'm like, thank God it feels like home again. <laughs> yeah, that was actually a big, that was a big thing. And there were lots of people very, very upset about that. And I, I think it just comes down to the fact that the market share of TikTok is so humongous yes. that Instagram is really trying to figure out how they can get in on that piece because they're like, well, we have videos, we have photos. Yeah. But people who are, you know, you have photographers and people who use it as a photography right. channel, they're going, yeah. no, no way. Get us back there. You know, we don't yeah. want to just be on Pinterest all the time. Right. But yeah. it is very much, it's, it's a lot of fun. But specifically TikTok, I think, I mean, I think what was the most recent thing that came out where they had over a billion users that it had more search. It was edging out Google at this point. And it's, it's extraordinary because looking at it from me two years ago, we just laugh at that be like, yes. no way. There's no way that that can possibly ever be a thing. It's an app for, you know, children who dance. That's all. <laughs> yeah. But you're right now it's, it is a leading search engine, not for goofiness, but for actual information. Absolutely. And I think that is largely because customers require validation mm. and the real benefit that video provides is real-time validation purpose. Mm. Like it, it gives you that, you know, you're in somebody's space, you know, if you're looking at say a t-shirt online and you have a picture that's provided by the retailer, it's going to be the Photoshopped version. You don't know if it's real or not, but if you have a video of somebody on TikTok with that t-shirt, you can see the fit. You can see it in different lighting. You can see it on somebody's body and the way it moves. You can see the way the fabric moves. True. It gives you more information and not just that, but you have that you're more inclined to make that purchase because you can see yourself in it. It's a real person utilizing whatever, you know, product X is. And because people aren't in the stores as much any, anymore, you know, our entire, you know, the generation Z is trained to purchase everything online. You know, obviously there's still brick and mortar stores out there, right. you know, as being working with small businesses, they're very real, but you have to have a presence on you know, not just on a website, you have to be in social media because that's how people get product validation these days. And whether it's product or service, whatever mm -hmm. they, you know, that's how I, you know, me personally as a shopper, that's what I do before I go anywhere. I check yes. Google reviews and I check their Facebook feed. I check to make sure that they exist and that I'm not going to get taken for a ride. It's, you know, but it's about the story that you tell as a brand on whatever channel you're using. Very true. 
Yeah, I I hadn't actually thought about going to TikTok to look for people wearing an article of clothing that I was considering buying, though I do love seeing on an item's page on the store's website, user submitted or customer submitted photos. I love that. That really, really helps. So yeah, I guess I should go to TikTok. <laughs> well, and it's something that, I mean, my, my TikTok handle is this old hag marketer because <laughs> I went on there going, okay, well, you know, this is where all the kids are. What are the cool kids doing? And ultimately I realized that there is a large demographic of people that are my age and older that are on TikTok utilizing it as, you know, there's influencers out there that are using it and monetizing it every day and they've created a following and it's very much based on the TikTok algorithm. That's how everything is controlled, but they do a really good job, which is a little creepy. I mean, mm -hmm. to be fair, the algorithms for all of these major social media platforms they all have their own individual algorithm that gets to know you based on your behavior and all of that. And it's, it's definitely very comforting that I'm getting fed content I want to see, but mm -hmm. it's also very creepy that it's, <laughs> what I was trying to say is that there was a resistance initially for, to getting on TikTok. I had no interest. I was like, no way, this isn't something I want to do, but what I did, and this is what I recommend to small business owners if they have any fear of these platforms, especially TikTok nowadays, because there's still a lot of people that I know that have tons of resistance to it. They're like, I'm never getting on TikTok, the end, full stop. And I'm like, all right, but you're going to miss out on that market share. But I just recommend getting on it, not posting, not, you don't, you don't have to interact, just see what it does and get a feel for the way the platform works because it doesn't work the same as Facebook. It doesn't work the same as Instagram. It doesn't work the same as Pinterest or all the other ones that we've become comfortable with, mm -hmm. but it definitely offers something new. And it's something that as you get into, you start to, you know, kind of understand the TikTok universe. So mm. I just recommending get, just recommend getting on TikTok and that giving it a sense. shot. I have an account on there. I haven't been on there in a while, but I can try it. So yeah, TikTok doesn't know me yet. It has no idea what to show me. And I that's guess that's right. part of the problem. So since it doesn't know what to show me, it's just throwing all this stuff at me. I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah. And that's really, it really comes down to, it took me probably about a month on TikTok to really see stuff that I, you know, were they were the things from the people that I followed, but were also things from people I didn't follow that I did respond to, but it took a while for my, you know, behaviors to really inform the app, which mm -hmm. again, take it or leave it, but it does do a really good job of that. And especially younger audiences, they are used to their apps, their programs, their online experience conforming to them and their interests. That's what it's really about. So if you have any resistance to it just realize that you don't have to post on there but it is worth it to at least see how it responds to you mm -hmm. so yeah true yeah i guess as a small business owner entrepreneur to check it out to see if there is value to being there to start posting there Right. Because there, there very well may be each platform, like you said, is different and maybe your audience is there. Right. And it may not be, that's the mm -hmm. thing that, yep. you know, in, in working with small business owners, 
one of the biggest pieces is especially from somebody, you know, say you're talking to a small business owner and they're, they're going, I don't know what to do on social media. I don't know which avenues to go into. That's one of the biggest places where I feel like I add value because Mm -hmm. different audiences exist, different audiences exist on different platforms. So Mm -hmm. if you're a B2B audience, you're a B2B business, say you're a law firm, you're not going to say get on Pinterest necessarily first thing. And you're not Mm going to say get on TikTok first thing. You're going to say, unless, you know, your audience is younger skewing demographic, but you're probably going to say, get on LinkedIn, start there. And that's honestly what I recommend to small businesses is to start with one, start with mm-hmm. one platform that there are so many that exist out there and it's really easy to just get overwhelmed. It's because it is overwhelming. There's so many options. You can go, well, I can be on Facebook. I can be on, you know, the, the, the litany goes on, but yeah. just start with one and make sure it's the one where your main persona that your customer persona, the one that you're going after is going to be on. And that's where I recommend starting because the other ones come over time that Mm -hmm. once you get comfortable with one channel, you can then branch out and say, well, maybe some of my audience is over here on Facebook is in a Facebook group, or maybe it's over here and, you know, yeah, on TikTok. But you have to kind of know where to spend your time and your effort and spend it wisely, especially because small business owners don't have the time to to go, I'm going to put everything on every social media channel. Right. I mean, to be fair, some business owners do have an intrinsic level because they've used it for personal use for a long time, but yeah. some don't. Some have a lot of resistance to it and are really uncomfortable by it because there are mm-hmm. a lot of pieces to the technology. So, mm-hmm. but then... So being on all of these, like once you do branch out and I'm sort of skipping ahead here, but this is related to audience engagement, which is what we're, you know, getting to. If you are on too many platforms at once, you can't engage because you're going to run out of time. Right. So starting on that one platform, then you can focus, you know, your limited time on engaging. Absolutely. Talk about what engagement is then. Engagement is, (laughs) well, I mean, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's engaging with your audience. So let's take Facebook, for example. Engagement is you say somebody puts a, you put a post up. It's you responding to their comments on your video, or it's you going into one of the Facebook groups and making comments on something that's going on in your community. It's interacting. It's, it's the interaction that if you're familiar with social media in your personal life, that's the easy part when you move that over into your business side, because you basically say, okay, what would I do if this were my friend posting? You'd Mm -hmm. post a comment back. You'd hit a, you know, you'd hit the heart button. You would do that. The engagement part is you it's the conversation you would normally have at a brick and mortar store in a brick and mortar location, or if you're out making sales, but in the digital format, it's that piece. It's, you know, having a conversation with a customer just now, instead of it being face-to-face or at the counter, it's now online. It's now yeah. you saying, you know, that shirt, you know, say they post a photo of an outfit that they bought from your little boutique. You respond and you say, that looks amazing on you. We're so happy to have made, have given you that experience or whatever your response is going to be. But it's that piece because what that does is that gives them a sense of 
that you're not just an you're not just an online persona that you're a real person mm-hmm. that your business has a real identity and that they can interact with you because in you know aside from validation what people at this point most consumers want is that interaction because once upon a time and people still do this they will pick up the phone and call you and ask questions and all of that. But nowadays, instead of picking up the phone and calling you, they'll send you a Facebook message. They'll ask a question on a post about a t-shirt. They'll, you know, that's how they interact with you. And it's, I suppose a better term for engagement is just interaction. It's interaction with customers. And that's really what it is at the end of the day. And I feel like too often small business owners or entrepreneurs will just post something on social media and it's like field of dreams. If you post it, they will come. And that's just not true. So like, I feel like posting questions helps to get engagement or encourage engagement, better engagement, because people will answer questions more than they will just, you know, read a post and be like, okay, what do I do with this? Right. I was just, I was going to say that with, with business owners and anyone that I work with, one of the first things that once we've worked out a strategy, once we've worked out where they're going to go online, I talk about this basic formula. It's a very simple formula. It's been talked about by many other marketers. It is not my idea. I, I don't even know where it came from initially because it's been passed on from marketer to marketer, (laughs) (laughs) but the the formula is this, it's the HIC HIC formula. It's hook information or intent, basically. It's mostly information slash call to action. That's Mm -hmm. what it is. And every single post that you do, whether it be a video, whether it be a photo, whether it be a caption, you want to include those, specifically a caption with a photo rather. Mm -hmm. It's the best way to say that you want to make sure that you've got that in there because the hook is the thing that gets them in the door. The information slash insights are the thing that give them the information you want to feed them. And then the call to action is what they need to do to take action on whatever it is that you're talking about. So say you're a restaurant, you know, the, the call to, you know, we'll, we'll do one. I always, I always hate doing this part because it's, there's so many different pieces, but a hook for that would be, you know, uh, summer in the city, you know, or whatever, basically mm-hmm. something exciting that is about that. And then you have, you know, the special of the day, and then you have call to order or, mm-hmm. you know, book, you know, book a reservation today, whatever that is, that that's the, the basic structure of it. Yeah. So that is what I tell owners across the board, use that formula. It will get you most of the way there, you know, there's so many pieces to social media in general, but that alone will get you pretty far because you have that. And then obviously you get into hashtag strategy and, you know, that is a whole other animal and we don't have enough time today, but (laughs) yes. Yeah. But that is hashtags. Yeah. Oh my God. And there's so much research that goes into that and getting them just right. And Oh my gosh. I have certain ones that I use for like every single podcast post on on Instagram at least, but yeah. Oh my God. It's crazy. 
Well, and there's, there's so much that goes into it because it, it, it's different for every platform, you know, yes. that certain once upon a time for Instagram, it was used thir- up to 30 hashtags and people would post all their hashtags and have it in the comments. And it was just, it was bedlam, but what, what's happening now. And one of the things I will talk about is the SEO of these different platforms is their hashtags. But because of AI technology, because you have auto captioning that's available on a lot of these, they're doing the SEO for you. It's literally the words coming out of your mouth that are being translated into that SEO text Mm. that the hashtags are becoming less and less important, which, Mm. you know, take it or leave it. They still have relevance to this day. They still serve a function, but the words that are coming out of your mouth are becoming more important, especially on things like TikTok. True. That's awesome. When you were talking about the engagement and certain companies doing it well earlier, I think about Wendy's and I don't know how much they are answering quite, they probably are, but I don't know how much they are answering questions online, but oh my gosh, their sense of humor and their personality that comes through, you know, pure engagement. That's it. They're just excellent. And I don't have an example of a company that is really great at answering questions and, you know, doing customer service online, but, but there are some, I didn't prepare enough. (laughs) No, I mean, there's, there's so many, I mean, you would have to do a hundred years of research just to see all of them. One of the companies that does a really good job of this, and it's not necessarily answering questions directly. It's more their, their engagement piece is Chewy. Mm that Chewy does a great job that they're on Facebook, they're on Twitter, that Twitter is a, is a good example of seeing brands do a really good job of having a brand personality. That's honestly what literally my Twitter feed is just brands because (laughs) that's, you know, that's my interest personally, because I'm Mm a big old marketing nerd, but I like following brands that have very clear personality, very clear voice. And Wendy's is an example of that, which is perfect because they have a very clear brand voice, but other brands do a great job of that as well. And uh, yeah, Chewy is one of them, especially on the engagement end, because what they do is they engage with people in the comments. So they'll post something that is, you know, their latest dog toy that's really silly and people will post things back and they'll, you know, be kind of snarky, very funny. And they, they do a really excellent job because that's the point. And I think when it comes to larger brand engagement, it comes down to having a very clear brand voice that instead of it being a person, you know, like Wendy's, obviously she talks, it's Wendy, the logo, but other brands like Nutter Butter, right? They, they were another one that's on Twitter. They do a great job of it as well but they have a very clear brand voice and they don't have a person behind. I mean, obviously there's people doing the work, but they aren't, they don't have a face on Mm -hmm. the identity. It's a nut butter cookie. Right. And it's just a cookie, but that cookie's voice is very snarky, very silly, you know, a little old timey, but they have a clear vision of what that brand voice is. And the best part of seeing brands do you know, that engagement piece is seeing how that brand voice engages with customers. And it's funny, you know, if you have a brand voice, that's silly, it's, it's a good time. It has a huge entertainment value. Yes. And that's where that strategy comes in that you mentioned at at the beginning of this episode is 
you need a marketing strategy that involves that brand and coming up with that brand voice, honestly, before you really start posting on social media. Absolutely. Yes, for sure. And what, as far as my, when I work with small business owners, I take a, you know, who, what, when, where, why, and how tack with, before you start doing anything, you have to answer all of these questions. And the first one is who, and it's who, who is your brand? Who are you? And what is it that you're saying? Because they have to know very clearly. And this comes down to just a standard SWOT analysis of their own business and having a very clear mission, vision, values. And if they don't have that, we we set that up. That most businesses do. They just don't have it clear in their head. And they don't have it written down. Right. And it's so funny to me because when I became a small business owner, I was like, oh, that's super easy. Super. No, it's not. No, it's not. (laughs) Because you have so many things that you can do so many things that you can make happen. But if you lack that clarity of vision for what your business is, that will translate into social media. First thing, absolutely. First thing, because if you don't have that clear, it also leads to chaos of posting because you're like, I don't know what to post. You know, I could post this. I could post this. But if you have that clear vision of your brand or that sub-brand of your brand, whatever, it makes posting a lot easier because you can develop that strategy around Mm -hmm. that messaging. And one of the things that I work with owners on is having content buckets. And this is something that every social media manager they'll, they'll work with you on is having content types that you Mm -hmm. create. So whether it's educational, whether it's, you know, entertainment value or informative, that kind of thing, that each content type, you will have a different type of content that goes out. So Mm -hmm. you'll have a video that's an educational video. You know, what does that look like? But to set it up in different content buckets. So you're not just putting stuff out there that you're like, I have no idea what value this serves. (laughs) I have no idea what this does for my brand, <laughs> but it's something it's I'm something at least. <laughs> right. Because you had somebody say, well, you have to post stuff on social media and you're like, okay, I'll do this. <laughs> it's more, it's about the strategy behind it. And it, it really comes down to at the beginning, before you get on any social media, before you put anything out there at all, having a clear idea of what who you are as, as a business and knowing what value you serve to the community. And that's before you do anything. Yeah. I imagine that you highly advocate for using a social media calendar. Yes. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> that is honestly, that's so, the, that's the when of my, my six questions, yeah. because that comes down to, okay, how often are you going to post? how much time do you need to dedicate to content generation? Do you need to hire it out? Do you as a business owner have the time to do this? Do you have, ultimately a lot of business owners don't have the time to do it, but they need to have the strategy and understand the direction of their social media strategy before they hire a social media manager. Because ultimately, if you don't know what you're doing, you can have somebody else handle it. It'll be fine. But if you don't know what your business is doing online in that space, sphere or even have the ability to give someone direction, it's Mm -hmm. kind of messy and it's not as good. So one of those main pieces is, yeah, absolutely. Having a social media calendar and there's tons and tons of tools that you can use that will help you do that. Honestly, Facebook now has their own built-in content planner. Yeah. Which is part of the meta business suite because sorry, Facebook is not Facebook anymore. It's the metaverse, which I should have probably mentioned earlier, (laughs) but (laughs) Ultimately they do, they have their own new 
in their own content platform that will, because Instagram is part of it, will serve to the Instagram as well. If you set it up to do so. And And you can schedule Yes, from there. It doesn't have to be just post instantly. You go into the publishing tool, the publishing tools and schedule from there. Yes, absolutely. And the cool thing is now it actually gives you keyword and hashtag prompts. So if you're looking, that was a cool thing I saw recently. Yeah. So if you're not sure what to use, you can actually search that in in the meta business suite now. So fun. Keep an eye on that. Excellent. And LinkedIn and Twitter let you as businesses. Um, I mean, LinkedIn in general, but a business can also do it on Twitter, right? right? Yeah. 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 You can do that as well. Twitter. I, I honestly, I'm not as familiar with Twitter. I use Twitter on occasion. It's one of those because so few of the small businesses that I work with really utilize it because it's mostly a really great branding opportunity. And if you have a lot of information, you have to get out really fast and you have to put out stuff that your audience is in that space that's great. But for most of the small businesses I work with, they're not really there. So I don't know if they allow you to schedule it in advance, but I know that they give you, I think, hashtag, you know, trending Mm -hmm. hashtags and all that stuff available on Twitter as well. I use meet Edgar for scheduling in advance. Yeah. And then I do it directly to LinkedIn. Yeah. I like LinkedIn's functionality where they give you hashtag prompts Mm. that based on whatever you type is your caption. I actually, I appreciate the way that they've got it set up on LinkedIn a lot. Yeah, that's great. So what else can people do for increasing engagement? I mean, as far as increasing engagement, literally the best thing that I can recommend beyond just, you know, after you set up, you know, who is your business? What are your content buckets beyond that? It's activating your employees. This is the one piece that I really encourage small business owners, especially because they have such a limited bandwidth is to work with their employees and in, in involve them in the process. So mm. if you're doing, you know, say you're an automotive shop and you are trying to increase, increase engagement, it's like showing people what you're doing in the auto body shop or, you know, working with them about you know, hosting a contest or whatever, basically engaging your employees in the process so that they can help to advocate for your brand online as well. Mm. And I've seen it before, depending on the business model, you know, some business models that doesn't really work for because it's, you know, you're working with one person, but if you have a customer base that works largely with your employees, that's a really great place to do that because you can create those advocates within your brand that can help to build it. And you can basically say, Hey, you know, post to our Facebook page or, Mm. you know, whatever, and show off what we do because then they can actively engage for you. So you don't have to sit there and monitor all your social media channels that that's a great place that you can say, you know, Hey, you guys made this, you know, say you're a restaurant and you have servers that are working for you and say, it's not the dinner rush and they're, you know, helping you to do stuff. You can have them take photos. You can have them take photos of each other and the food and whatever, that that's something that you can, you can get a little bit more stuff coming out of your business and you can have them sharing in that process. It also helps right. to increase in community engagement too. Yeah, that's true. Um, so a risk though of just letting them post <laughs> right. is if they aren't having the best relationship with your company, right? 
then right. you don't know what they're going to post. For sure. This is, uh, oh, go ahead. So Sorry. you could have your social media manager slash gatekeeper do all of that. You know, they can send the social media manager their photos and even a blurb about what they would like to say. The manager could post for them. I do love the idea of, you know, having other people post directly, but <laughs> one of the, one of, yeah. Oh, and it's, it's, it's a dangerous proposition. And so I fully understand that. So if, if you as a business owner aren't comfortable with that, there are tools that exist online where you have that is, is, is that gatekeeper that you have mm. different programs that you can use. So say you're a multi-business, multi-unit owner of a business, you can use programs like it's called Soshi is one of them. Mm. We use that for one of our businesses that you can have employees on the platform that they, they put content on the platform itself. You as the business owner go in and say yes or no. And then you put it live and there's tons of other services just like that. So there are plenty of opportunities within, you know, the, the great technological boom we're in that will give you that level of oversight, which I That's personally, awesome. I, I have a lot of business owners that really like it. Some business owners are comfortable with having their employees as, you know, managers. That's the other thing on Facebook and specifically on Facebook slash meta, you have the ability to create sub users that have mm -hmm. different restrictions so that they oh, cool. can't just go in and post whatever. Like some mm -hmm. can have things that you say, okay, you have to run it by me first, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So true. That's awesome. I, why didn't I imagine that there would be <laughs> platforms that, yes, because there's so many things to do with marketing these days. There's a million yes. and a half. There's no way you can have it all in your head. No, but I think if you can imagine it, it already exists. I feel that way. So I mean, not much. obviously not everything because somebody invented, you know, that and yeah. So man, that's awesome. So yeah, wow. that's, that's another great tool that small business owners can use. And they're not super costly. You know, you yeah. can get the real Cadillac versions of those softwares that'll do your posting, that'll do your social listening, that'll do all of that. Yeah. And there's, there's versions you can spend lots and lots of money, or you can spend a little bit of money depending on the size of your organization. It's just yeah. totally dependent on your needs. True. Very cool. So along those lines, then that also goes back to why it's super important to know your brand voice Absolutely. and brand identity. So you can get buy-in and, and get everyone on board from the company or, you know, within the small business so that they can adapt their voice to the company voice as well. It doesn't have to be identical when you've got individuals posting, but you know, at least stay as close to on brand as possible. <laughs> brand standards, the dirty yes. word across the marketing universe of like, no, not brand standards. I mean, for me, yes, please, brand <laughs> standards, but it's, you know, the individuals who are like, no, yeah, exactly. my voice. Yes, you do, but you can't diverge totally from- No, you have brand. to have some semblance of, of sanity in the whole process. Yes. And that really does come down to, it is the brand voice, but it's also, yeah, that mission vision values of- that helps to inform exactly the stuff that you as a brand are doing, what that sounds like, the goals that you have at the end of the day. Because if you're, again, it's, you can say, yeah, you're a restaurant, you know, you exist in your community, but you also have other things outside of just feeding people. It's like that yeah. it's, it's a more, you, you have more reasons to go into business. There's more behind why you open your doors and that goes into that mission, vision values and your brand 
you know, who your brand becomes and whether you say one single unit or you grow into, you know, franchising, whatever, having that from the jump will help, you know, not just your social media strategy. It helps, you know, ultimately all of your branding, you know, in general. So absolutely everything. Awesome. So how can people find you to learn more or to work with you? Well, honestly, you can go to the two places that I will recommend. One is TikTok because that's the one where I've, I've just been having a lot of fun. I recommend you go there. My handle is at this old hag marketer. That's where you can find me. You can also find me on my website, which is www.haleymclark. And I spell my name a little differently. So it's H-A-I-L-E-Y, middle initial M, Clark. I keep saying people are like, what's the M stand for? I'm like marketing. <laughs> Actually Marie, but I just keep saying, you know, what's the M stand for? Marketing. That's what it's for. Oh, I love it. That's great. <laughs> that is easier to remember. So perfect. I will put both of those links in the show notes and on this episode's page on my website. Awesome. Thank you so much. Fabulous. This has been great. Thank you so much for being here and sharing all of this. I just, I love it. This Thank is awesome. you. Thank you for having me. This has been a great time. Absolutely. So y'all can leave comments on this episode's page on my website, link in the show notes, and please check out Haley's website and her account on TikTok. I will be going there and following. Yes, I'm there. At least now I have someone to follow. So (laughs) (laughs) that'll be great. I think I follow two people and I don't even remember who because I haven't been there in so long. And I'm sure it's totally changed. Yeah. Because it changes every six months. Do you post stuff? Oh yeah. 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 I post all kinds of stuff and you can see some of the AR effects that I've made. Fun fact. We'll end this on, on that. (laughs) Recently I had an AR effect go viral. It was, uh, the Pantone, which color of the year effect are you? But it's apparently cursed. (laughs) It's fallen into cursed TikTok, which is a fun, if you get on TikTok, you'll see cursed TikTok. It's now, what is the worst year of your life? And I'm like, really guys, it's just Pantone. It's just Pantone. I didn't make it. I didn't make these up. It's so funny. So yeah, it's a, it's the wild West. That's why I keep saying it's the wild West. It's chaos over there, but it's so much fun. Oh my goodness. All right. I will go check that out right away. (laughs) (laughs) And y'all be sure to as well. All right. Thank you again. I will be back in a few days. So see y'all next time on the marketing chat podcast.